0: Alright Travel good morning, good morning. Let us begin. We are Mirth Shem, Continuing today, begin by thanking all of our sponsors to thank our Tamutora sponsors for the month of Shvat. To thank Mrs. Bracha <coughs> excuse me, for dedicating all of the Sherman Josh this month in memory of her husband Avram Ben Kalman Ali Azar Halevi Zichorn, to thank Ayal and Sarah Steinberg for dedicating all of the Sherman Josh this month in the Schusaf Shalima. For Shulam Ms Bas Susha to thank our week of learning sponsors, Yehuda and Bracha Buchwalter. In memory of Usher Zelig ben Yaakov, Yehuda Halevi, Buchwalter, whose Shloshim is this Friday, the 3rd of Adar. We hope that in the merit of our Torah, all of the Neshama Salahav and Aliyah, the families in and all those who require a refuah, should have one together with Kol Chole Yisrael. So, say, so today's daf is Chof Zayim, 27, and we are picking up the Meretz HaShem. Let's actually pick up a little bit, a little bit on called base 26b. So we have a very interesting, a very interesting Sugya ahead of us today. Let's pick up, let's pick up. So it's two, two four, six, seven lines up from the bottom. So if you remember again, just to reorient ourselves a little bit. So what, let, let's discuss where we started and bless you and where we are. Where we started, I will say, was this concept in the Mishnah that we had about a person going out in this case, a woman designating certain carbonos, certain animals for carbonos for Nedinezeres, in satisfaction for Nedenzerros, only to have her husband be made for her nether. <laughs> so we, begin to, we began to get into this idea of what do you do with animals which have been consecrated but now are no longer needed? So it was there that we made a fundamental distinction between what we called mifurashos or stumos, namely, that there's a difference between a case where animals have been actively identified for a specific carbonic purpose versus when they've just been grouped together to be used for carbonos. So when animals have been specified for a specific carbonic purpose, then the they're utilized for that carbonic purpose. So chatos, chatos is always the outlier of this, because a chatos, again, is just has to be, Thomas has to be left to die. But ultimately, again, a ola could be offered up as an edava, a shlamim could be offered up as an dava, and that's the halacha. The same concept ultimately applies to money. If you just leave a pile of money to satisfy carbonic obligations, then Allah say, Yiplul Right? It goes to the dava fund. If you go ahead and specify, this money should be for Chatos, this money should be for Ola, this Ola, this money should be for Shlamim, then ultimately again, Chatos money, what always happens with Chatos money, Yiplul Lul Right? And the other monies ultimately are used to satisfy their respective carbonic obligations. So what we saw in yesterday's daf was a bit of a continuation of that same concept. Let's pick up of here. What's the logic of the Rabbana? So we'll say, so ultimately again Dirabanan are of the opinion that it's only money that it's only money that has this din of stumos, but nothing else. Nothing else. So the Mar says what's the logic? Do Amri Maos Vlo Behema? Moos Vlo Savra. So we'll say because again the hold that a stafka didn't money, stafka didn't money and not animals. It's stafka didn't money and not beams. Remember again that was the case we ended off with in yesterday's daf. So we'll say maybe you should say that it applies only to money and not to birds as well, not to bird fairs as well. So the Gemara says maybe you'll say indeed that is the case. Ibas, yes, going. So I'm my So I'll say, since I listen to this. So now the Gemara says as follows Kenan is a bird pair. So remember again what happens. You bring your bird pair to the coin. I will say, if you take a quick look, take a quick look at the rush. So the rush is on the right hand column. Look at the bottom, about uh, it's two, uh, four lines off on the bottom of the rush. So right hand margin, not a column, right hand margin. So the rush says over here. So here's the case we want say. A person goes ahead and separates out a bird pair in order to satisfy his carbonic obligation. And he has not identified which bird is going to be an Ola and which bird is going to be a khatos. Okay, he hasn't done so. So what's Talacha? Ola, so what the is asking is like this: If you accept the premise of the Rabbana, which is that everything is considered to be Mafurash. everything is considered to be explicitly identified for a particular need, if that's indeed the case, with the exception of money, in other words, most like we're going with the idea of the, of the Rabbanan, that the only thing that could be sasum, then that's the um, yeah, astumos, the only thing that could be unspecified is money, let's go with that assumption, then ultimately, again, that same logic should apply to bird pairs as well. Let's finish up the rush. He says, In king, kanu havi Listen to this. So that's the case, according to the Rabbanon, that the only, the only item that can ever remain unspecified is money, but everything else is considered to be specified, so in reality, how are you ever able to really bring a bird pair? Because we'll see, if you bring a pair of birds, then the mice again, one of them is for a chatos, one of them is for an ola, but again, they're considered to be like mifurashos, they're considered to be like explicit. And therefore, again, really what you'd have to do is you'd have to be concerned that both of them are the potential chatos. So how could you ever do anything with them? So the Gemara says, but yet we know, but yet we know that the bird pairs can be specified, Either ultimately at the time when the owners purchase it, or at the time when the coin actually performs the karban. Amai ham maos so law. will say, but one second. But Allah lemaisa, halacha lemaisa that kinim right kinim should have the din of mifurashos. And ultimately, how does the coin have the ability to identify each one for their particular purpose? Top of chavzayin amarle or the hadisnan. That's which we learn. B'shemgam liel says. Hevi Shalosh Pehemos, Velo So we'll say, listen to this case. Another similar case. Now, this is all in the Rabbanon. So remember again, the Rabbanon are of the opinion that the only thing that could ever be Stumos, that could ever be unspecified, is money. Everything else, by definition, is going to be mifurashos. Now, I both say, so just understand, where, the, where does that cause a problem? Where does that cause a problem? That'll cause a problem anytime you have a Chatas involved. Right, because remember again, chatos is the one thing that could stare everything else. Because at the end of the day, unspecified chatos really requires everything to kind of be set aside for non-use. So now the Gemara says the following: What about the following situation? Sarevdomi all over. person brings three animals, three animals, but he did not identify which animal is going to be used for what. Now, I to say, take a quick look at the rush again. The rush uh, this, in this page, Chavzainam with Aleph, is on the le- left hand margin. That was, you're going to have to go down for a little while in the rush. You see, Tosos See that tells us If you move to the left and go about eight lines up, this is like ways. You're ready to go to the left, go about eight lines up. In Meretz Hashem, you'll see the rush. The rush says, The Dibehimava of Havustumin Kimomaos. Shabbos say, the Gimara says, Ha disnan hevi behemos, kivsa Here's the case. Person brings three animals. Person makes three animals. A female sheep, a male sheep, and a ram. And a ram. Three animals. Okay. Now the Rush says, Velo ela amar elu nizirusi. Shabbos say, so what happened? The person brings three animals, a female sheep, a male sheep, and a ram, and he doesn't identify which animal is for what. All he says is these animals should be to satisfy my carbonic obligation for Nizeros. So what's the halacha? Back to the Gemara. Haruia lechatos tikrav chatos. Li'ola tikrav ola. tikrav the animal that is fit for a chatos should be offered up as a chatos. The animal that's fit for an ola should be offered up as an ola. The animal fit for a should be offered up as a shlamim. And I will say, "Now, just to show you which animal is assigned to which, take a look at the rush once more. The rush says, is the kivsa. The chatos, the chatos is the female sheep. The ola is the keves, the male sheep, and ultimately, again, the shlamin, the shlamin will be the ram." Rabbi so says, so now, watch this. The Gemara says, but why does this work? Ha'amrit damya." But one second, they will say, One second. You just said before that according to the Rabbanon, behemah is not mifureshes. what does it mean it's not mifureshes? It's stumos, it's unspecified. So if it's unspecified, take a look at the rush once more. I'm sorry for making you keep going back and forth. Va'amai, va'amina behemah, lav kim ufureshesh tamya, v'cheyvan shelo piresh chartos o ushlamim, heich craven below krias shein. The we'll say, here's the problem. So the Gemara makes it sound like over here that what could happen? You're an Azir. You to the base amitash with your three animals. You say these, I write my male sheep, my female sheep, and my ram. And you say these kambanos should ultimately be for my naziros, for my naziros. The Gemara says it works, right? It works, it works. Why? Because ultimately, again, like the rush pointed out, we'll go ahead and we'll use the female sheep for the chatos, we'll use the male sheep for the, for the ola, and ultimately we'll use the ram for, for the shlomin. For the shlamim, so the universe says, I don't understand. Why does it work without specification? You just said before that halacha lemaisa, everything in life has a din of stumos unspecified, except for money. Except for money. If that's the case, shouldn't we require explicit specification of each of the animals? Before they're offered up as part on behalf to satisfy your kabbanic obligations, read the rush again and listen to this. Let me see that rush. So how can you offer up these carbuncles without explicit identification? So actually, this is already the answer. So the Gemara says. <sife SPD-2> so, actually so actually we'll say Truth is take a quick look at the rush again I'm sorry making you go back and forth Let's just read the answer inside He says So the rush says it must be It must be able say That when you show up to the Besamiktosh And you say right, You bring three animals A male sheep A female sheep And the ram And the ram and you say, these carbonos are far minus zeros, that it's as if you're saying what? It's as if you're actively identifying each animal for each specific carbonic purpose. So therefore he says, Uleidach perish So we'll say that step there, back to the Gemara. So the Gemara so we'll says, so here's what's interesting, just to show you what's going on over here. If you notice, a fascinating distinction. In the bird pairs, right, when you show up with a bird, a Khan, you show up with a bird pair, Both we'll say, what has to happen with the bird pair? What has to happen? At some point in time, each of the birds must be explicitly identified for their particular carbonic purpose. Now, there are two intervals at which carbonic identification could occur. What are the two intervals? Either at the time when the owner purchases the birds or at the time when the coin is about to do the avoda with the birds. But there must be an explicit identification of the birds. Contrast that with the case we just saw over here. They will say, what happens? I'm a azir. I show up at the base of Mikdash with my three animals, right? A male sheep, a female sheep, and a ram. And I say, these carbonos are for my zeros. They will say, what happens? What happens? Each carbon is utilized for its own particular purpose, right? Without what? Without what? Without an explicit identification of each of the animals. So what's going on over here? Why by the birds do I need explicit identification? This bird is going to be for this. This bird is going to be for this. Be yet by the three animals for the I don't. To which the Umar says, I'll tell you it's different. Shabbos say, there by the birds. The Torah goes in and identifies two key points. Two key points in the avoda of in the Avoda of the bird offerings. Vilakah, the time of the purchase, that's done by the owners. Va'asa, that's the time of the avoda. So e i basias koim when it comes to the offering of birds, the Torah identifies two pivotal moments: the, the time of purchase, the, the time of the Harab, the time of the offering and the third tells us that again, at one of those two points in time, the birds must be identified for their particular use So we 'll say one more rush before we turn the page, last rush on the page, left hand column, three lines are from the bottom of the rush in the, in the wide lines the assamrahman, the kilomar. So I will say, so listen to this. So the G'mon stands as follows. The idea is, birds, and we're going to say in just a moment, I will say, the birds are identical. The birds are identical. And therefore, again, either bird could be used for a chatos either bird could be used for an ola. So the Torah therefore goes out of its way to identify that they're stuman, they are considered to be unspecified, and therefore the owner must do something to be able to identify which bird is going to be for which purpose. Now again, there are two intervals at which you could do this identification, either v'laka, at the time of the purchase, or va'asa at the time of the avoda. So the Gemara says, Hakanami, Hach hachanami, Amid be'ezer we'll so the Gemara says, so we'll amris say, So here's the beauty of this: Why does the why is the case of the Nazir different?" So I will say, "It's actually a very simple answer." Let we'll me tell you, this outside before we get into it. Why is there a very simple answer as to why there is a distinction between the birdbird? So I will say, "Just to crystallize our question, right? This is all in the position of the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan say the only thing that could remain susum in this world is what? Anything remaining susum? Money, money." Everything else, by definition, has to be in so, so, we'll so now, we're contrasting two carbonic cases. We have the case of the bird pairs, where the, where the Gemara is telling us that you must actively identify which bird is going to be the chatos, which bird is going to be the ola. Contrast that with the case where the guy shows up after his net and his zeros. He brings three animals, male sheep, female sheep, and ram. And so what happens he doesn't have to identify them, and we are each offered up for their respective carbon. Why the distinction? So that said, essentially gives a very simple distinction. Why the distinction? And the bird prayer, is saying, either bird could be used for what? Either bird could be used for either thing. It's the same bird. Remember again, they're identical birds. So either one could be used for the khatas, either one could be used for the ola. said, by the of the nazir, listen to this, as the rush pointed out before Abu said, what's the halach of? As you can see in the Gemara. Mi moses Amri Sadim de chatas ola. They by, will say, by the by the nozier, by the nozier, remember, you bring a male sheep, a female sheep, and a ram. Why three different kinds of animals? Why three different kinds of animals? Because the three karbanos, ochatos, ola, and shlamim, require three different types of animals. Hacha nekeva, achatos, is the female sheep. Hacha, ola, Ultimately, the Ola is the male sheep, and therefore the Shlamim ultimately is going to be is going to be the ram. So, say, do you know why you don't have to actively identify the Kabbalahs? by you, know, you, don't, you, don't, you Do you know why you don't have to? They're self-identifying. I know that's a loaded term, contemporary, right? In other words, right? and the, the ram identifies as a ram, and the sheep identifies as a sheep. Everybody's identifying the way they need to be identifying. So, 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 again, so i again, nice I just want to point out over here, that's, that's the fundamental distinction. And the truth is, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So now, Gemara just says, it's not a din in Stumos The way it works by Nazir is, you have three distinct animals for three distinct carbonos. And no other animal could be used for the other type of carp. In other words, abul you can't go ahead and bring a an nekeva, right? You can't bring the female sheep for the ola, and you can't bring the male sheep for the chatos. So therefore, and the ramp, and the ramp ram for the sho- So therefore, Abu'l-Sayy, because it's explicit just in their gender designations, so therefore, there is no need to explicitly articulate. Masha'in came by the bird pairs, is the same bird. It's the same bird. Therefore, the Torah says, At some point in time, you have to go ahead and identify which bird is going to be used for what. Incredible. So, Master of Hamluna, Rav raises a kasha. So, we'll say, now, Rav is actually going back to something we mentioned before. behemas, behema was Remember, again, there was a statement on Chavava Days that we saw. That Allah a behemas Right? A behema that has a mum and therefore cannot be offered up. But remember again, even a behemoth with a mom still retains sanctity. So that a behemoth's ba mom has the din of a stuma, right? Has as a din of unspecified. We'll call, it, we'll call it, unspecified animal, unspecified animal. So the gemara says, is that true? So let's analyze this. So, so tashba ketsaf is very interesting case. So we'll say ketsaf amru They'll we'll say, what is the case where a person ultimately again? Now, I'll say the Lashon over here literally is he takes his haircut or his shaving on the Nazirus of his father. What it's really going to mean is what's the case of where a son could potentially use the Nazirus karpanos of his father in order to satisfy his own obligations? So, Kaysar Amrua Ishmek Aleachan Nazirus of, listen to this, Bizman Shahya, and I'll say the Bach changes the Girsi here, it's Bisman Shahya Aviv Nazir. The Hifrish Aviv. Take out who? So it's Bismansha Haya Aviv Nazir. So I will say, here's the case, right? We'll call him Ruven. Ruven as a father, Yaakov. Yaakov. Yaakov, the father, was a Nazir. And what happened? The Hifrish Aviv Maos, the And ultimately, again, and ultimately, so Yaakov, before he died, separated out money for his Naziros, for his Karbanos, for Naziros. Okay? Now what happened? Umais, then Yaakov died. He died before what? He died before ever being able to offer up his karbanovs. So he died. So he says, now, there's this pot of money, this pot of money. Umais, nazir, so he says, now, Reuben the son says, I'm a nazir. Now, the, truth is, the rush says, the rush says Reuben actually became a nazir even when his father was alive. So the rush brings out his father was alive, okay? So what happens? The point over here is Reuben says, I'm a nazir, I'm a nazir. So we we'll say, so Ruben says, listen, my father died. He had set aside money for his Kabanos Nazir, I'm going to become a, I am a Nazir and I'm going to satisfy my Nazanazirus utilizing my father's funds. What's that look? Huh? So how stumos. So we say, so now essentially says like this. If it, let, let's look at the kind of funds that Yaakov the father left over. If you left over moos, stumos, we'll say again, so what are maos stumos? What are moos, stumos? Unspecified. Unspecified. meaning that Yaakov just set aside a pile of money, he said this money is going to be to satisfy my carbonic obligations in the aftermath of minus zeros, but he did not what? He did not what? Specify X amount of dollars for Khatas, X amount of dollars for Ola, X amount of dollars for shlomit. So what's that, lecho? Yip in le The entire, the dava. sorry, the entire amount just falls to dava. And was saying, I watch this. What happens if instead of money, instead of money, Yaakov left over animals? Animals. Yes. Rebbe say, but what did he do? He explicitly identified animals for different things. Right? This animal should be my chatos. This animal should be my Ola. This animal should be my Shalom. So what's Talach? So the Gemara says, chatos, tamus. So again, the chatos, animals left to die. We know that already. Ola, Tikrav Ola. The Ola, the Ola animal should be offered up ultimately again as a Nadava for Ola. Shlamim, Yikrivu Shlamim. And ultimately again, the Shlamim animal should be offered up as a Nadava for Shlamim. So the Gemara will say, My love, I feel a balasmum. Are we not talking about even in the case where, let's say, the animal that he left over is a balasmum? Is that not possible? Mm-hmm. To which the Gemara says, Lo, Tamimo. Now we're only talking about unblemished animals. I have a balas mum kistuma danya. will say, but if he left over a, a balas mum, right, an animal that cannot be offered because it has a mum, then it will be the halacha. That would be treated like unspecified funds. So the Gemara says, if that's the case, myir yamos. Then why even go ahead and frame the case as dealing with money? Lema, let it just say heisalo behemah baalas mum. If he left behind an animal that was a balas mum, yiplu l'nedava. Ultimately, what? Don't to say. So, what the Gemara is suggesting over here is why, do you, why does the price go ahead and start with a case of money, then transition into a case of animals? Just keep the whole thing a case of animals. And if you want to illustrate the case of unspecified funds, just go ahead and use the case of a blemished animal. Because you're saying that a blemished animal ultimately again becomes lunadava. In Ahnami, right, and say it's the same case. When you have a Balasmum, the say, what is a Balasmum sanctified for? Or as we say, how does that sanctify? What do you do? What do you do with a sanctified Baalas mum? What do you do with it? You sell it or you redeem it. In other words, so the idea over here is that a Balasmum animal has the din of monetary sanctity. It doesn't have Kedusha, it has Kedusha dun So therefore I give the Gemara says, Hainumol, it's the same case as money. Fine. So massive, Rabba, Rabba raise another kasha. I will point out this case, this case of a son using his father's his fa- the case of a son and a father, sorry, father and a son who are in a zerum at the same time. And then ultimately the father having separated out money or animals for his ned and a zeros, and the father having died. Before the conclusion of his end of the the ability of the son to use his father's karbanos is actually a separate sugya. We're going to do We're going to talk about that in a a Really fascinating, fascinating topic. The Gemara is just bringing it over here, kind of tangentially. It's more as follows: Masiv rabba Raba is another kasha. So karbano. Um, I'm sorry. Where are we up to? Yeah, good. So the Gemara says follows: Masiv rabba Karbano. So we'll say the pasuk says? The Gemara: hold, I love chata, shechata, vehevi karbano. Person will bring his carbon. So, what's listen to this drasha? Carbono be carbono the Ve eno yotsei be carbon aviv. The boss says actually a fascinating gemara. Gemara says in general, carbono teaches you that when you have carbonic liability, whose carbon can you use to satisfy your carbonic obligation? Your own, your own. But you cannot use someone else's carbon. To satisfy your obligation. Listen to this. Carbon the the Eno, Yodse, the carbon Ultimately, again, you can be with your carbon, but you cannot use your father's carbon. So I will say, let's analyze this halacha for just a little bit. Really, really quite fascinating. So the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says, lo ala So we'll say, I would have thought like this. Maybe when can't I use my father's carbon, for example? When what? Well, let's say I both say, let's say my father separated a carbon because he needed to atone for a more severe sin. So I can't use that carbon to atone for a lesser sin. Or vice versa. My father separated out to atone for a lesser sin. I can't use my father's carbon to atone for a more severe sin. Otherwise, what more floating is the following khalina when can't you use, someone else's carbon, I will say, when can't you use it? Perhaps when? When the original, uh, when, the, when the carbon was set aside for the type of Aveira, which does not match my liability. Either because the original Aveira was more severe or less severe. So when you have dissimilar liabilities, that's when I can't use someone else's carbon to atone for my Aveira. However, right, however, only carbon like a Aval Yod saved carbon shafish of minakala a omina ala I will say, but perhaps, perhaps if the liability matches. In other words, let's say my father, my father went ahead and separated out a carbon to atone for what we call a relatively lesser transgression, and I also have a lesser transgression. Or he went ahead and he separated it for a chamura. I also have a Hamura. Perhaps in that case, because it is similar liability, I should be able to use someone else's carbon. Tamudomar carbono. Therefore, what say the pasuk says, "Carbono, carbono, be carbono who yotzei ve'ina yotzei be carbono shall we'll will say, "If you want to achieve atonement in life, you can only use your own carbon. You cannot use the carbon of your father." Yochol lo yetsi be carbon aviv be behemas shehifrish afilu minakala kala ala alakamura, mina sharein adam megalach al behemas aviv beneziros ava." So we will say, "So fine." The Gemara floats another halacha. I might have thought, when can't I use my father's, when can't I use my father's carbon? I will say, when is that? Ultimately, again, that's when my father specifically identified an animal. So if my father specifically identified an animal that he's going to bring for a particular liability, whether, again, I have a more Hummer liability, a less chamer liability, that's when I can't use his carbon. When Halo al again, he explicitly identified the carbon he needs to bring. However, so that's when we say, Shehari ain't Adam megalecha behevas aviv b'nezirus. Avayod say, b'moz shehifrish aviv. But I will say, maybe if my father didn't separate out but what did he separate? What did he separate? Money. So maybe if by money, ultimately again, A min hachamura lakalo, or min hachala lakamura. So I will say, but maybe haloch alamaiso, maybe haloch alamaiso, if my father just separated out money, maybe I could use his carbonic money for my own liability, after all, as see, because as we're going to see, shahare adam megalech al maos aviv ben Bismansh bismanch tapav chavkas bismanch shain stumen velob bismanch so mufurushin. We'll says we're going to see. Shabbos says so. What, just just before, what, watch what's happening over here. The Torah the Torah says karbano. Shabbos we'll says karbano is a possessive phrase, meaning when can I achieve atonement? I can achieve atonement with my carbon. with my carbon. So the Gemara says, Well, what, what, is, what does that mean? What does that mean? So I might have thought, I will say, So first, Havamina is, so that's teaching me, I can't use my father's carbon. And by the way, father is just an example. What it, mean, what it really means is you can't what? Can't what? Use anyone else's carbon to atone for your own issues. So I will say, So the first Havamina was, When can't I use my father's carbon? Maybe that's in a case of dissimilar liability. Right. Let's say my father transgressed the kala and I transgressed the hamura. So when there's dissimilar liability, that's what I can't use. But perhaps if we have if we have actual like symmetrical liability, then perhaps again I can't use his carbon. Kamash no, carbon no, no? You can only use your own carbon for atonement. Fine, that's case one. Okay, what I would say, havinu number two is, when can't I use my father's carbon? When can't I use it? When my father actually separated out an animal. See, actively designated an animal to satisfy his carbonic liability, that's when I cannot go ahead and use my father's carbon to satisfy my own carbonic liability. However, if my father set aside money set aside money for carbonic purposes, then what? Perhaps I should be able to use that money. And I will say, why? We have precedent for that. What's the precedent? actor right? will say? That in the case of Naziros, and we'll see this on Dath Lamed, in the case of Naziros, if my father, right? If Ruvain, right is Ruvain? Reuven has a father Yaakov, Yaakov became a Nazir. Yaakov when separated that money to satisfy his kabbalah Nazir. Then what happened? Yaakov dies. Before he has the opportunity to include his net in nazirus. So we'll say, what's going to be the halacha? The halacha is that as long as that money is stumin, unspecified, Ruven the son, could use those monies to satisfy his obligation. If they're Mifurashim, you can't. So what do you see from here? There's precedent that maybe when the Torah says karbano, what does karbano mean? You can't use someone else's designated what? Yeah. Designated yeah. animal. But you can use someone else's designated monies. Because we have precedent for that. Talmud Lomar, what's the top of 28A. Second line down from the top. Talmud Lomar, karbano. Therefore, bose, what does the pasuk say? Once again, the pasuk says, carbono carbono your carbon. You can only satisfy the obligation with your own carbon. Cannot satisfy the obligation with the carbon of your father." Bose, let's just do one more section. This <coughs> this goes on actually until the mishnah on the bottom of the daft. So we're not going to go the whole way. Show one breeze. <coughs> Excuse me. Yochel <coughs> lo so Therefore, bose, so, so far, here is what we have. Here is what we have. Chavadon number one teaches me that what? Number one, I cannot use someone else's designated animal. What else does Chavadon teach me? I can't use what? Someone else's designated money. Now the truth is zeros might be a little bit of an exception for this, but in general, you can't use someone else's designated sacrificial money in order to provide for your atonement. I will say, <laughs> now watch this. Now this case is interesting. I might have thought that I can't use money, right? That my father said, So, we'll say, so let's say, so now what we've established this, fine. So I can't, use, I can't use my father's animal. I also can't use my father's money. Even if what? Even if what? I'm going to use the money for the same type of carbonic liability that my father had. My father transgressed the kalah, I'm gonna transgress the kalah say so, you know people have different forms of yorusha from their parents, right? So, like, my father transgressed, I'm gonna transgress. Right? So so the again, so what happens? So what happens even if it's symmetrical, even if it's symmetrical, liability. If you watch this. carbon liat small mina mina and I will say, watch this. Now watch what I just did. What about the final situation? Let's say I designated an animal for a particular chit, and now I want to switch the use of that animal from one type of an Avera an to another type of Avera. Uh, and I will say, in this case, I'm repurposing what? My own carbon. I'm repurposing my own carbon. I might have thought that that should be permitted. Ta'amud Lomar, Carbono al-chatosso. So therefore, B'osay we'll the Pasuk says, "Your carbon on your chet, at shehe carbono lushum chet o." So we'll say ultimately again, halacha la-maisa. halacha am Only high, I'm only allowed to, I'm only allowed to set aside a carbon for one particular aveira. And once the carbon has been set aside for that particular aveira, it cannot what. It cannot be repurposed. Now, I say, I want to point out, don't confuse this with the case of Temura. Like, because Temura says, remember, what does Temura involve? Exchange, so two animals. That's not this case. In this case over here, I've realized that, you know what, I purposed an animal for an Avera Chamura, or a Kala, and then I realized, you know what, I have an Avera Chamura that I also have to atone for, so let me just switch this over to the Hamura. So I'm not. So in other words, it's not a tamura case. It's just the repurposing and a designation case. So I will say. So three cases. Three cases. What do you see? Case number one was ultimately again, my father set aside an animal for a carbon. Then again, Yaakov set aside an animal for a carbon. Then Yaakov died, and then ultimately again, Ruben wants to use the carbon. The Yamar says carbono, no, you can't use it. Case two. Case two. Yaakov set aside money for carbonic purposes, and now Yaakov died. Ruven, the son, wants to use it. Carbono can't use it. Case three, Ruven went ahead. Ruven, the son, went ahead and designated an animal for, for Avera A, and then wants to go ahead and repurpose the animal for Avera B. What's the lock carbono? Can't do it. Can't do it. And I'll say, what do you see? What do you see from here? Right? What, what's, what's the Musa Haskell? The Musa Haskell I'll say is, that if you want slicha v'chapara, right? The remember again we spoke about this. That hate in general generates a dual form of liability. Every single sin has dual liability. There's onesh, there's punishment, and there's tumah, and there's there's a, there's an impurity as a result of sin. Therefore, again, I will say, how do how do you atone for hate? Hate has this duality. There's kapara and tara, kapara. Atonement takes care of the Onesh, takes care of the punishment. Tara takes care of the Tumah. It's this duality, this duality. That's why I will say, this right, technically speaking, we know this. You could take care of the Onesh relatively easily. Right? How do you take care of the Onesh of hate? How do you take care of the Onesh? <laughs> no, interesting enough, the way you take care of the Onesh is carbon. Right? In the base, right? it's carbon right? The onesh is the easy part. Onesh is the easy part. In other words, ka'para is the easy part. Tara, tara, remedying the tuma of chit is the much more complicated part. That's chuvah. That's tshuva. Right? Bringing up carbon is relatively easy. It's a behavioral mechanistic act. costs you a couple of shekel. right? But at the end of the day, it's relatively easy in its performance. Ka'para takes away the onesh, done. The tara, which takes away the tuma, is chuvah. So say, what are Chazal teaching us with this Rosh Hashanah What are they teaching in What's What's the takeaway message? The takeaway message, I will say says, if you want Tara in life, you have to do it yourself. If you want Tara in life, there is no such thing as piggybacking on someone else. Tara requires rolling up your sleeves. Taking ownership of the entire process from beginning to end. And fundamentally, profoundly changing who and what you are. And guess what? You can't rely on your father. You can't rely on your mother. You can't rely on your Rebbe. You can't rely on anyone else. The process of tara requires you to take absolute ownership over the direction, trajectory, and focus of your life. And that's why I get, but my father left over money. No, no, no. That'll work for Kapara, not gonna work for Tara. My father left over an animal. Okay, that'll work for Tara, that'll work for Kapara, won't work for Tara. I will say, not only that, I already started on something. Let me just repurpose it for the. Doesn't work. I will say, you know, Tara works. Tara works if you're willing to build something from the ground up. I will say, do you know at the end of the day, right? Think about this just a moment. It's, it's Shvat. We're almost, again, we're almost in Adar. So I'll say, you, you, remember, you remember Rosh Hashanah? Anyone remember Rosh Hashanah? Right? So I'll say, you remember all the promises I made to myself on Rosh Hashanah? Right? I remember all that stuff. And I'll say, if you're like me, hopefully, against some of them, you're living up to. But chances are, a good number of them, you're not. Ever wonder why that happens to us? Right? Why does that happen? Why does that happen at the end of the day that I just don't come through? on the promises I made to myself on Yomim Noraim, I will say it's not because I don't care. And it's not, because, it's not because I really don't want to do it. It's because it requires more effort than I thought it was going to require. You see, I thought like there'd be an app, right? Or, or, or there'd be a hack, right, of some sort, right? In other words, there's gotta be a workaround. There's always like a backdoor, right? There's always, there's always like a way to do it. And then I suddenly discover that the truth is, for personalistic growth, I actually, there's no app, there is no hack. All there is, is rolling up my sleeves and hard work day after day. And what do I say at some point in time? Like, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I just, I just really don't feel like putting in the effort. That's really what it comes down to it. But it's not that I don't care. It's not that I don't care. It's just that it comes, turns out to be so much more work than I thought it was going to be. And i must say that's the drusha of Carbano. Carbono says, you want something in life Specifically, you want Tara in life? Karba no. It's you and only you. It's got to be a thousand percent of your effort. It's got to be a thousand percent of your resources. It's got to be a thousand percent of you pushing you. You can't rely on your father. You can't rely on this. You can't rely on that. It's got to be all you. But if you make it Karba no, if you make it all your effort, then there is no telling what level of Tara what level of Kiddusha, and of course, what level of Kapara is waiting for you as well. So so stop over here for today. I'm stopping in the, kind of like in the middle of this, Rasha. We're not finished with Karbano. Let's just do a few minutes of Mesila Sisharim together.